Hi, nonprofiteers. Welcome to Nonprofit Biz Talk with your host, Tracy V. Allen, nonprofit strategist. Nonprofit Biz Talk is about giving you the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts to manage, build, and grow a nonprofit organization that will positively impact the community you serve. Hey guys, good morning. It is Tracy V. Allen with Nonprofit Biz Talk. And today we are going to be talking about six strategies for effective email fundraising. So my name is Tracy V. Allen. I'm a nonprofit strategist. I'm also the owner of TVA Consulting, where we help nonprofit leaders develop the systems and processes needed to build and grow profitable, sustainable, and compliant infrastructures so that they can achieve their mission and realize their vision. Put simply, we help nonprofit leaders put the pieces together to make sense, because if it doesn't make sense, it just does not work. Okay, so stay tuned for today's episode of Nonprofit Biz, Biz Talk, episode number one. If you're not using your email system to fundraise, you are potentially leaving tons and tons of money on the table. So here are six strategies that I think will help you to get to the next level. All right, so the first one, remember I said get your pens, get your papers, and let's take some notes. The first one is cultivating your audience. I'm always talking about that, about making authentic relationships within your community. So when you go out and you do any type of fundraiser or someone approaches you, you need to make sure that you're getting their email addresses or that you have a campaign so that you can collect emails. Once you put those emails into the system, you need to make sure that you're constantly reaching out to that demographic. So you want to make sure that when you are reaching out to these people to cultivate the relationship doesn't mean that you're going to ask for money every time you send out an email. You're sending out emails to basically inform them about what's going on in your organization, what upcoming events you have, who you've partnered with, what programs and services you have just implemented, how those programs and services are going, um, wins that you have within your community. When, you know, if you um, you're say you have a demographic where you're serving children, and a child went from a D student to a B student, you want to celebrate those wins in your email. You want to cultivate the relationship in getting them to understand the atmosphere of your organization. That is what cultivating the relationship is. It's not asking for money. You can't always have your hand out. So you don't want to cultivate relationships that way. You want to cultivate the relationships by building authentic. Think about it like a date. If you were going on a date with a guy or a girl and you wanted to get to know them, you're not going to put your hand out looking for something in return all the time. You are going to try your best to get to know that person on a deeper level. You want to do the exact same thing with your email list. Okay. So that's the first one. Cultivate authentic relationships. All right. The second one is telling amazing stories. So if you're not a good storyteller, I am going to suggest that you find a class on storytelling so that you learn how to tell stories. But here's a brief overview of what storytelling is like. So you know when you were in junior high, high school, you learned about the elements of literature. So every good story 
has an introduction, you have to have a plot, you have to have a climax, and you have to have a resolution. That's just a basic overview of what a good story is. So you have to introduce them to what's going on, tell them what the problem was, show them where it climaxed, and when you're showing them where it climaxed, it's going to be where it came to a head and the person actually came to you when they could not take any more and they came to you for help. You're going to tell them how you helped that person and now what the conclusion is. So after you've helped them, what has happened in that person's life? What impact have you made? What positive changes have occurred because of your organization's help? So you want to tell really good stories. And good stories are always best when they come with what? Pictures or videos. But in order to do that, you have to make sure that the person that you're telling the story about signs a media waiver giving you permission to use their picture or their testimonial in a video form, okay? But telling amazing stories allows you to pull at those potential donors' heartstrings so that they can open their purse strings because ultimately that's the end goal. Let's be really honest. You're telling these amazing stories, so at the very end, they're going to have a connection with your organization, have a connection with your mission mission and vision, and they want to be involved in that mission and vision. So in order to do that, you have to pull out their heartstrings so that they can eventually open their purse strings. So again, number two is telling amazing stories. All right, number three, call to action. Remember I talked about opening their purse strings. So when you um, are telling these amazing stories and you're cultivating the relationships, the end goal is for them to either donate to your organization, volunteer to your, um, with your organization, or become a sponsor or some type of community partner. But there's always an end goal to any interaction we have in life. I don't care who you're interacting with, what type of interaction it is. Anytime you come in contact with someone, either in person, via video, on the phone, you have an end goal. If you're calling the electric company, your end goal could be to get a reduction in your bill or to find out why your bill is so high, <laughs> you know, but there's always an end goal in mind. So why are you sending out this email? What is your end goal for sending out the email? So like your first five emails should not be solicitation emails. Like I said, they should be cultivating the relationship. So you're going to be telling stories. But then eventually, after about three to five emails, you're going to want to ask for something. Like I said, it could be for donations, sponsorships. It could be for volunteers. It could be for some type of community partner, maybe some service that you want to outsource. It doesn't matter, but you have to have an end goal in mind. And it needs to be in the form of a call to action. So if it is for donations, you are going to want to make sure you have a prominent donation button in your email. And this donation button needs to be in several places. It needs to be above the fold. And above the fold means that when I open the email, that's one of the first things I see. I see, hi, Tracy, um, just wanted to reach out and tell you that we are having this amazing program that's going to be serving the kids. And then you have a little donation button prominently displayed. And of course, that donation button is going to be at the bottom of your email as well. But the first donation button has to be above the fold. So when I open that email, I can see that donation button. So I know 
what the crux of the email is going to be. I know that you want me to do something. If it's volunteer, you can say volunteer, click here to volunteer. And then that, when they click there, it'll take you to another screen where they can fill out the volunteer application. But whatever you're doing, whatever your call to action is, needs to be in several places. It needs to be above the fold and also needs to be at the bottom of the email. Because some people like me like to scroll to the bottom <laughs> and then start from the top. So you need to make sure that call to action button is in several places, but it definitely needs to be above the fold if no place else. Okay, so that's number three. Number four, be creative. So when you're sending out your emails, a lot of us, we're visuals. And we tend to take action on things that are visually appealing to us. So you want to make sure that your email represents your organization in the best light and that it brings some type of joy and happiness to the person when they open it. So if you are a an organization that's dealing with kids or homelessness or whatever, you may want to have like a video clip. Like, you know, when you have the... the um the photos like reaming around, I can't remember what it's called right now, but they're flipping from one photo to the next. So you want to show a story, a video story using photos, or you want to show a video story with people talking about their experience with your organization, but you want to be creative as creative as possible. You don't want to send out a bland email on a white paper. If your organization's colors are blue and orange or red and black, make sure that your email represents those colors. So you want to have as much branding as possible in your email. So when I see those colors, I know who I'm dealing with. I know what organization I am um, I'm looking at. You know, so you want to make sure that your emails are creative. And I tell you, people are visual, so make sure you put pictures in there. Even if they're not pictures of actual people you've served, you can get some stock photos. Just make sure that they are um, royalty free because you don't want to infringe on anybody's IP. Okay. So, but be creative in your email. Just don't stand out standard, boring emails because people are very visual. So that was number four is be creative. Uh, number five, test often. So when you're doing an email campaign, you just don't want to send out one email and that's it. I've, I did a, um, a video before on segmenting your email list. So the same email doesn't go out to everybody. You have to know why that person came to your organization. So if you're, you had an email campaign, you may have had an email campaign for volunteers. So that person is going to be on the volunteer list. So if you're looking for new volunteers, you're going to send out a vo uh, email geared towards volunteers to that, to that list, not to everybody. You're not going to send out volunteer emails, the same volunteer email to community partners. Now, if you need volunteers from your community partners, you're going to structure that email wording way different to the email you're going to send out to actual people who signed up to your email list for volunteers. Okay. But you want to um, be able to test your emails and segment it. So if you're looking for donations, you want to write like three donation letters and word each one differently, have different pictures, one with videos, one with pictures, one without, one with colors. You have to decide, um, you have to think like three different segments of your email population. So I may like videos. Somebody else may like pictures. Someone may just want colors and give me the information and let's get to what you actually want. So you have to think about that and you send out these three different campaigns and you see 
which one gets the most reception. And the one that gets the most reception, you know that's how your audience likes to have emails sent to them. And you can start structuring more of your emails in that way. Um, for me personally, I mean, this is me. I like short emails and I like emails that just get to the point. I know other people who like emails that have links to videos so they can see things. I know other people who like um, emails that are very colorful and have pictures or whatever. You have to get to know your audience and what they like and what segment of your your um. You're sorry, your email list likes what, okay? <clears throat> and number six, so that, that was test often so that you can get data so you can see how to best serve your email list. And then number six is make sure your campaign is mobile fr friendly. We know that we love, 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 love our cell phones. So um, a lot of people don't check their emails on their computers. I like to check my emails on my computers because... I can't see. Um, but a lot of people um, tend to check their emails on their smartphones. They're always on the go and they're checking their emails on their smartphones. So you want to make sure that your email campaigns are mobile friendly so that when someone pulls it up on their smartphone, it looks and it's formatted the way you want it to format. Because most of us, we're formatting emails on our computers, but they're going out to our um they're going out to people and they're viewing them on their smartphones. Just make sure that you do test emails to yourself and you look at the way that that email is formatted before you send it out to the populace, okay? So that if you need to tweak anything to make it more mobile friendly, that you can do that up front because you're going to lose a lot of um, potential donors or volunteers if your um, email campaign is not mobile friendly. Okay, so those are the six strategies. Again, let me go over them one more time. So the first one is cultivating your audience. Remember, you have to build authentic relationships. So people are not going to just come on your email list and you're not going to just sell, 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 or ask for donations, ask for volunteers all the time. You can't always have your hand out. You cannot. You have to build those authentic relationships with them by letting them know what's going on in your community and how they can, um, how you are serving the community and how the community is being impacted by your um, organization. That is cultivating your audience, okay? Making them um, more attached to your cause, okay? So make sure you're cultivating your audience. Number two, again, is telling amazing stories. You have to be a good storyteller. Think about when you were telling stories to your kids. Um, think about, you know, what you learned in um, junior high and high school. You know, every story has to have a good introduction and a setting. It has to have a plot. It has to climax at some point in time. And like I said, the climax is when the person comes to your organization looking for your services. Then you need to tell them, how did your services impact that person's life and make a change, which is the resolution? So how was that problem resolved? And then, of course, I always tell you, which I didn't say before, um, you need to follow that person. So you need to make sure that the impact lasts. Sometimes you need to bring them back in for um, further services or, uh, um, you know, uh, send them out to another a partner um, service for something that your organization does not give. But you need to make sure you're following your people. And those are amazing stories, too. So. 
Um, no one in life actually thinks that you're going to help somebody and all the people you help, their lives are going to be changed forever and they're never going to fall back into another situation. That's just unrealistic. So make sure that you tell those stories as well. Tell stories of people that you've helped. They had a change in their life. Something happened. They backslide um, into another problem or the same problem again and how you were able to help them again. Make sure you're telling stories and telling it from an authentic um, point of view. And remember I said if you want to use that person's photo or you want them to do a video testimonial that you want to also make sure that you get a media release from them. Okay. Um, call to action, make sure that your call to action, whatever your call to action is, whether you want them to donate, you want them to buy tickets to your gala, you want them to, um, volunteer or become community partners that that is clearly displayed above the fold. Above the fold, meaning when I open my email, that's one of the first things I see besides, hi, Tracy, you know, my eye is going to automatically come to whatever your call to action is. All right. Be creative. Make sure that your emails are not just standard and boring, that you use the pictures, you use videos, you use your brand colors um, and that it's not long and overdrawn. Nobody wants to read a dissertation. OK. Um, and number five is test often. So test different um, campaign styles like I talked about videos, pictures, um, short links out to maybe a YouTube channel or Facebook page, try different things to see what your audience like your audience likes and what best works for that segment of the audience. All right. And then number six, make sure your campaign is mobile friendly because most people check their emails on their mobile devices, whether it's a phone or a tablet. Most people do not go to their computer to actually sit down like myself and check their emails. Okay. So those are the six strategies for effective email fundraising. If you are not using your email list or you don't have an email list, you have not started compiling an email list as a nonprofit organization, please make sure that you have if you're having, let's say, an open house or you're having summer camp or you're having after school program, you're having a, um, a food drive, whatever it is, try to make sure that you're getting information from the populace that's coming in for your services. Um, you need it. Not make sure you're getting it. You need it in order for, for data. But you also need to build up your email list so that you can market to these people outside that one chance interaction. You know, if you're going to networking events, make sure you're getting people's cards. You're putting them on a separate segment of your email list so you can market to them. They can become professional partners. They can become vol professional volunteers, donors. You know, they may be able to link you to somebody else. But whatever it is, make sure that you're building out your email list because it is an important asset into effectively fundraising for your organization. Sometimes you just don't have time to go out and do that one-to-one -one interaction. All right. So those are the six strategies to effective email fundraising. Again, if you are truly looking to up-level your nonprofit organization and you want to learn the ins and outs of um, having a really uh, compliant organization that is implementing in the right way. You want to learn different strategies. You want to make sure that your board of directors, your volunteers, you know, your staff are knowledgeable because knowledge is power. Make sure that you go on over and click. It's in the description, the nonprofit university 
I have a ton of training videos with handouts. I'm always adding to it. I'm always going to be adding to it. We're going to have one um, group sessions where you can ask questions. I will give you answers. Um, you can suggest um, trainings that you would like to see. And it is so affordable. It's only $27 a month for a year subscription. $27 a month for a year. If you want to do a one-time payment, it's $2.97. So you're actually only paying for 11 months. But click the description in the bio and get signed up. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Bye guys. Okay, non-profiteers, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And remember that there's someone in your community counting on the services that your nonprofit organization offers, and it is your job to make sure that you get it right. Until next time, I'm Tracy V. Allen.